Let me tell you something! If this plan of yours fails, I want you to know it's been a beautiful partnership. The feeling is mutual, pal. The feeling is mutual. Where do you keep your casserole dishes? Why? The cat won't fit in the toaster. Maybe you can hire the AT. Are you not used to being given orders? Whenever Giles sends me on a mission, he always says, please. And afterwards, I get a cookie. What you talking about, what? Soft kitty, warm kitty, soft kitty, warm kitty, happy kitty, happy kitty, happy kitty, Welcome to Sweet Delay Pod. I'm sorry. Welcome to Changing Channels Podcast. How's everybody doing out there? What's up, my friend? My good old co-host Jameson is on the uh, on the line with me. What's up, buddy? What's up, my man? How you doing? Not too much, man. I haven't heard you on the on the airwaves, man. What's up? You dead or something or what? <laughs> just I guess we're just taking a little hiatus. I... It's good to be back with you though on the Changing Channels, man. It seems like it's been forever. I know it. It has, man. And I'll tell you, we have gotten a very good response, sir. Uh, already in iTunes, we got six reviews, sucker. Can you That's believe nice, that? That's nice, man. In Isn't a month? It? In a month, we got six reviews. Woohoo! Very good, man. We got loyal. You have some loyal listeners. It's true, man. But good. the good news is, on the emails I got, they had some nice things to say about you, sir. Well, that's always nice to hear. That is very nice to hear. I'm excited to talk 21 Jump Street. This is the pivotal thing that got us to do this podcast, sir. It really is. Yeah, this is what kind of jump-started everything, to, uh, no pun intended. You're right. right. Now, uh, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up, but uh, before we roll into good old 21 Jump Street, let's talk some TV news, sir. Let's do it. All right, so you and me, we are big wrestling fans. And, <laughs> we uh, are. And uh, Jerry had a heart attack, man. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. I I actually met Jerry last month. Jerry the King Lawler, met him last month. He was at our local uh, Madison Mallards minor league baseball game and took the wife and the kids down and we met him and got autographs. And he was he was pretty funny, you know. Talked for a couple minutes with him. He was uh, cracking cracking about Michael Cole and how annoying he is. And uh-huh. um, yeah, it was sad to see man him have a heart attack. Thankfully, thankfully he was in the right spot where paramedics could get to him. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, he's the announcer, uh, one of the announcers for Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw, and uh, he had a heart attack on air, and uh, he just kind of collapsed, and uh, they, they had to literally say, this is this is not entertainment, this is not part of the entertainment tonight, this is for real, and uh, it's it's some serious stuff, but last night, uh, he was on via satellite, just saying, you know, he's slowly recovering, so. Yeah, that was good to see, that was good to see him back. It was, and uh, I love, dude. You know, the I know the kids love some John Cena, but I have to admit, man, those John Cena cancer shirts are pink, and I love them. I am so buying those, man. Those are awesome. I agree a hundred percent with you, man. I catch a lot of grief, um, especially with my wife, because um, I don't know. I mean, you see me, man. I'm a big dude, right? I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no tiny guy, but I. And she gives me gives me crap because man, I like some pink in the wardrobe every once in a while. I'm like, if it's good enough for Jim the Anvil Nightheart, my my twin brother, it seems like it's good enough for me, right? Right, right, exactly, man. It, it takes a real man to wear pink, I guess, right? That it is. So I'm I'm very excited because uh, you know cancer definitely runs 
uh, in my life now. So it's not necessarily my life, but uh, very close to me. People have cancer, so uh, it's definitely something that uh, we support 100% to uh, get rid of this sucker. So. Yeah, we don't support cancer. I don't want that to be the... Right, 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 of course. To get rid of cancer, of course. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's our stance. That's We're standing stance. on that. Exactly. So, sir, uh, did you watch the Emmys last night? You know, I, I just caught a little bit. I was watching that uh, horrific uh, football game last night. Uh, so I was kind of in and out and just kind of following it more on Twitter than anything. Okay. So what's up with this football game? Because me, I do not watch sports. Uh, but I've heard some crazy things. What, what, what's going on, man? What is this whole football fiasco? Oh, man. They got these replacement referees in. It's a big lockout deal over chump change money. So they have these basically high school referees in there. And so last night, you know, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin here. And so the Packers were playing the Seahawks. And, and uh, it was just it was a travesty. There was some ugly officiating guy. The Packers lost the game on a bogus play where the Packers intercepted it and they called it a touchdown for the Seahawks for some reason and uh, oh, it was ridiculous. Big fiasco. I mean, it's it's on the Today Show in the morning. Like, what? Yeah, it, it was crazy. So, there was a lot of uh, uproar here in Wisconsin. Wow. I uh, I saw the picture of uh, Stevie Wonder that said, I saw that play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's made for a lot of good uh, a lot of good memes I've seen on Facebook. So. Yeah, it's been good stuff. But uh, so, Beverly Hills Cops, sir. Uh, it's going to be a TV show. Are you pretty pumped? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I really love Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop, and I, I love the idea. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a TV show? I, I, I don't know. I hear you. I'm open-minded, you yeah. know. I, I hear you, sir. I'm open-minded as well. It's, uh, you know, uh, take it as it is, man. I'm, I'm not thinking it's going to be the greatest show on the face of the planet. Uh, I think Eddie is just trying to save whatever little grace he has left yeah i agree man i've been saying it i i you know when uh tower heist was about to come out last last winter i uh came out and was all on board with it man because i just want i just want eddie to be good again that's all i want right right i just want eddie to be funny i mean i know you can't replicate the beverly hills cop and the the coming to america um time of eddie you know but but something close to that something better than you know, Pluto Nash and Norbit and things like that. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's just a big, big disappointment, man. I hear you. <laughs> and uh, so the reason I wanted to talk about the Emmys real quick, uh, it wasn't really who won, but the biggest news was that Tracy Morgan had passed out. Yeah, man. What? I, yeah, I, I just was kind of catching that on Twitter. What exactly happened with that? I have no idea. I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally unscripted right this, here exactly this is this is true because me i'm not really a big awards kind of person uh but you know i i heard about it and i never got a chance to it but i figured my man here you know you probably were flipping through the channels and caught it at the right time and no man i uh yeah i'm not a big awards guy either i i pretty much i i watch the uh the oscars and the uh nickelodeon kids choice awards and uh um those are kind of my my two deals. So yeah, I didn't I didn't catch it. You know, I, I don't know. I, it's Tracy being crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I love the kids of Choice Awards though, man. The rock's always on there, man. Getting slimed. somebody's gonna get slimed, you know? Yeah. Come on. Some good times, man. I'm I'm a fan of the kids' Choice Awards. Some good stuff. Attaboy. boy. But uh, yeah, I guess Modern Family is the one that kind of 
took the uh, took the reins all night, I guess. So. That's a well that's well deserved though, man. I love that show. That is a very well written show. I see uh, you're uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, well, you're you're not into Breaking Bad yet, or you have issues <laughs> with Breaking Bad, I should say. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just I just can't get into it. You yeah. know. Yeah, because that that won some awards. Uh, Homeland won some awards, and then of course uh, John Cryer actually won uh, yeah. the award for uh, best actor. Best actor, yeah. And I love John Cryer, man. I am a big fan of uh, John Cryer from uh, Hiding Out, man. Morgan Stewart's nice. coming. You know, that's my John Cryer, man. He was just amazing. And that flipping movie, man, some good stuff. So I, you know, I love me some John Cryer getting some awards, some good stuff. So, and uh, as far as other cool stuff, um, Tosh Point O, which is sometimes funny, is renewed for season five. I occasionally flip the channel, I kind of watch it, but sometimes you can kind of go over the edge a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I I enjoy Tosh, but yeah, I mean, I I, I DVR it every week. I watch it. Sometimes I watch it and fast forward. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, there are some great things. I mean, when he's on, man, he's really, there's some good stuff, you know? Um, yeah. I mean that, that show, of course it's going to keep coming back. They make tons of money off that thing. Cost them like 50 bucks to make that show. It's true. And, uh, I'm pretty excited for arrow. You know, I've been watching some, uh, some trailers, man. And, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to give it a shot, man. Even though it's a new show, I think I'm going to give it a shot. You're gonna do it. You're going in. Even not. It could end in three weeks. I know. It's because I I have hate with the CW. Even though it carries my favorite show, Supernatural, they canceled Secret Circle, which was their second highest rated show, mind you. They pulled an NBC. NBC canceled their highest rated show, which was Medium at the time. So CW pulled the Medium and uh, canceled the Secret Circle, their second rated highest show. But whatever. You know, we're not gonna get into that. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to see Arrow, man. It looks very cool, and uh, I've been talking, you know, on the DVM. I've been talking to David Vox Mullen. He's got a podcast all lined up to review it, and he is he's pumped for it, you know. And he's got a little more insight into it than I do. So yeah, good. I'll check it out. Yeah, I asked him uh, who's your who's your host for the Avengers show, but he never got back to me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's about it for news, guys. If you have any newsworthy TV talk that you want us to discuss, send it our way at ccpodcast1 at gmail.com. So, all right, sir, you want to roll into some 21 Jump Street? Let's do it. Let's do it.
All right. So, of course, the theme song is beyond epic. I mean, when I hear this song, it's just so good. I get pumped up. I got my fist in the air. I got the credits rolling. And uh, I, I love this song. And the cool thing is Holly Robinson is the one that sings it, which makes it even better. So how much do you love this theme song? Dude, this theme song is one of those theme songs that I'm, I catch myself. If I watch an episode or what or whatever, I'm singing it for a couple of days later, not even realizing it. I'm just walking around the house just singing. I'm always like, are you seriously? 21 Jump Street? That's what you're singing? I just it gets in your head, man. It's one of my favorite television theme songs. Oh, I hear you, man. And uh, it's it's a, it's flipping amazing. I love this tune. And again, it's kind of funny. We're talking about another Fox show. You know, last mm-hmm. last time we talked some in Living Color, and this time we're talking Twenty One Jump Street. Now this one is a little bit more um, kind, not really. What's the word I'm looking for where it's the same every week, but it's got a formula to it where you kind of... Yeah, there's explain. there's no like common thread running between them. The only common thread is the, the the basis of the characters. It's not like each episode progresses the story. Right. I mean, essentially, if you do not know what this is, but most people do because they've seen the movie, which we will definitely discuss the movie uh, when we get towards the end of this and kind of get our overall thoughts of the movie compared to the TV show and blah, 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 blah. Um, so 21 Jump Street, it's a police uh, police show that came out back in 87, ran through 1991. There's about 103 episodes. It was on the Fox Network. Now, what's great about this show is it launched the career of Johnny Depp, who was originally his first movie was Nightmare on Elm Street. He was Nancy's yep. boyfriend. And, you know, again, he, he's just awesome. This was before Johnny Depp went all Tim Burton. Uh, this is just when he was just beyond cool, in my opinion. And uh, it was just basically a bunch of guys. They're all cops. They're youthful looking cops. So they're like me where, you know, I'm 30, I'm 34 and, or I'm 33. I can't remember my own age, but I, <laughs> but I look 12 and that's exactly what these guys do. They look much younger than they are. So they investigate crimes that happen in mostly high schools. Uh, later on, it was colleges, but not a whole lot. And they dealt with a lot of uh, issues, everything from suicide to bullying to um, just a lot of great stuff. Yeah. And they are actually had the show named Jump Street Chapel, but Fox wanted to change because they didn't want it to think it was a religious show. So they changed it to 21 Jump Street because the actual police station takes place in an old church building, which is why that was going to that was going to be the original title of the show. So. Uh, great show, man. Uh, we got some Johnny Depp is the main character of the show, arguably Johnny Depp and Peter DeLuise. I mean, these two are, they are the backbone of this show. No doubt about it. And I think these two, you need both of them. You can't just have Johnny Depp. You just can't have, you know, Peter DeLuise. You got to have both of them together. I mean, they're definitely the, the freaking frat. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they're, yeah, because Johnny Depp was the the kind of the brooding, good-looking guy who, and then you got Peter DeLuise, basically his partner, um, through the series, who's just kind of the the big guy, the muscles, you know, and just kind of the comedic element of the two mostly. Um, and they play great off each other. I mean, the chemistry between those two is really, you know, the kind of what made this show great. I think was that they had such good chemistry between the two of them because they were on screen together the majority of the time. 
Right, exactly. I mean, it's basically me and you, right? I mean, I'm the I'm the smaller guy. You're the bigger guy. And... Hey, man, I'll take it because my guy was Peter DeLuise, man. I loved Officer Pinhall, man. That was he was my favorite on the show because big guys got to stick together. So right, uh, I always loved him, man. I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was great. I, I hear you. I can't argue with that. Johnny Depp was my boy, man. He was the pretty boy. He was the guy that looked, you know, young. But the thing with that, I that I loved about him that I couldn't relate to. He was tough. I didn't know how to be tough. I was I, I was a kid getting beat up in school because I was just a nerd or a dweeb, whatever it was, man. I didn't have that confidence to stick up for myself. So, I mean, this show was just – this is my favorite cop show of all time. This is it for me, man. This is this is the holy grail of cop shows for me is this show right here. Yeah, man, it's great. It, it really is. I mean – it, you think about it. At the time it came out, you know, in the late '80s, there was a lot of, lot of crazy stuff going on on t- on TV and in the world. And this show comes on, and it's something that's never been done. Like never, you know, they've never done a show about kids being cops in schools and things like this. And they didn't make it silly, man. It was so. I mean, most of the shows were really serious. Yeah, I mean, you know, they tackled some serious subjects. Some that you hadn't seen on TV before unless it's maybe an after school special. Right. And they're, but they're targeting a young audience. Um, you know, the, the teenage audience. And, uh, I just, I, I think it's awesome. They you know, they really did it well. And the, the characters and the, the actors that they got for the most part were just perfect for their roles. Agreed. And you knew it was serious. If you didn't know from the episode, it was serious. You knew it was serious by the at the end if they had a public service announcement by the <laughs> cast right. member. It's like, hello, just in case you didn't know, that whole thing about AIDS, child abuse, homophobia, hate crimes, this is a public service announcement to let you know that we were serious in this episode. Don't don't hate. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. I mean, I, that was the one thing I thought was really cool because you I mean, you had your shows like you know, different shows like um, Different Strokes or um, Facts of Life, they would have their extra special episode about this, where we're going to get serious. We got something to talk about, you know, and they'd have those every once in a while. But this was a whole show that was basically like that. I mean, they'd slip their comedy in there and they'd do things like that. But most of the subject matter was pretty dark. And you knew at the beginning of the episode, the music would always set it up. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this guy's a bad guy. This, guy, <laughs> this guy's trouble. Just, you know... I re- yeah, I'm with you, man. I love this show. It's it's a great cop drama. So um, let's talk about our main cast before we go into guest stars, because there was a lot of guest stars that oh, no re- doubt. that made a lot of appearances. But our first one, we have Johnny Depp, which we already said is uh, Tom Hansen. Now, he was in the show from 87 through 1990. He was essentially through season four, I want to say. Um, and then he left. And then we had Holly Robinson, who was uh, Sergeant Judy or uh, Judith Judy Hoffs. And she was the only one, I think, who was in every episode. Yeah, she was there from the beginning, 87 through 91. Now, uh, let's talk about her character. What do you think of uh, Judy, Holly Robinson, altogether? I mean, she still looks beautiful to this day. All right. I mean, look, when I was a young man, I was 10, 11 years old when this came on air. I had a big crush on Holly Robinson, man. That. That probably helped draw me into this show. <laughs> um, but, she, yeah, she was good. I mean, she was she was one of the, I guess, kind of the secondary characters. But she was probably, like, you talk about Johnny Depp and Peter Delby. She was probably the second lead after them. Yep. 
she was always involved in whatever storyline, whether she it wasn't her deal or not. She was always the backup or get in there and do this. And uh, yeah, she was great, man. And she did. She looked young enough to pull it off. Um, yeah, she was great. Yeah, uh, Peter DeLuise, uh I love this guy, and he always seemed to be the one to always um, get Tom out of problems, or he was always his right hand man, and always was always smarter than you know than than Tom was. You know, Doug. He, Doug was just he was the man. Without without Doug, Tom would have died a long time ago. Well, I think part of that is because look, Pinhall. I mean. Rewatching these, they try and play him off like he's in high school, but I think Peter DeLuise was 35 at the time. <laughs> I mean, dude, he was, I don't know who he was fooling, but he was definitely much older than Johnny Depp was at the time. I would be willing to bet. No doubt about it. He had some life experience to use. Um, before we go into the other characters, the by far the best that these two did was the McQuaid brothers. The McQuaid brothers, man. Yes. Oh, man, that would be me and you today going into high school and tearing people up, man. Good stuff. That's if I knew how to fight, I should say. I put that on my Facebook page yesterday. I was watching all these episodes, and I put on my Facebook, I'm the third McQuaid brother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, And I sent you a text. I was like, uh, McQuaid brothers for – I forgot what I – what did I say to you? Oh, it was, yeah, it was like McQuaid Brothers for Life or something like yeah, that. Yeah, good stuff. I, I love it, you know, the, the the nerd getting picked on, and it's like, hey, this is our, you know, this is our dude, don't pick on him. You know, it's like, they were just so cool. They tore they tore stuff up, but they always helped the little people, man. That's right. I, I, love, I love these two together, because they, in the characters, became different characters, and you got to see a different side of them that, you know, it's like they got to play bad cop, bad cop. And that was just so cool. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. And well, and with with such the some of the dark tones of this show, they were great comedic relief. All of a sudden, you'd be like, "Oh, an episode with the McQuaid brothers." Yep. Awesome. And, and they and you would get excited because they would get excited. They're like McQuaid brothers, and they do their their little clap and slap, and you just knew that you were on for a ride, even though you knew it was going to be serious. Uh, it was still going to be a fun time. So I, I, hear- I, I loved I loved the way they busted, you know, their the uh, their captain. I mean, they, oh, as soon as they were the McQuaid brothers, man, that they were in character. And he, you know, hey, we're the McQuaid brothers. What do you expect from us? He'd be like, guys, seriously, no, get to school. <laughs> yeah. So before we get to the captain, let's talk about good old Bruce Lee, Dustin Nguyen, man. Dustin well, Wynn. Dustin, yeah, I can never say that, man. Good stuff. It's win. Yeah. Win, win. Uh, this guy, uh, Sergeant Harry, and you know, in the if you watch the in the intro, you see him kicking some rear end. I mean, this guy was the this guy was just great, and he looked older than the rest of them. Well, maybe not as much as Peter, but I mean, he definitely was. Uh, he was in it from '87 through 1990, and I love this guy, man. I thought he I, he's great. I mean, he's definitely below Holly for sure. But he's some good times, man. Yeah, I always liked Aoki. I mean, they he had one of my favorite episodes was the one that was based around him when when they found out that I he found out that he wasn't Japanese like he'd been saying that he was a Vietnamese refugee and the whole episode was based around him. And I love that episode, man. It's it's him just focused on him pretty much and you finally get the story cuz for mo- for like the first season they never really explained who this guy was. He was a guy walking around with with these jackets with big shoulder pads in them and uh, just kind of 
doing surveillance or running to try and get paperwork for him and is like I want to know more about this cat and uh yeah he yeah. kind of he was really interesting I thought now spoiler alert uh movie wise um if you haven't seen the movie yet um there is cameos that take place so spoiler alert now um the character the main characters are in the film as cameos however he's the only one that his cameo is through a TV which sucks yeah which I was like, okay, we had Holly who let the boys in. Um, remember, she was in the police uniform and nope. she let the boys in. And then, of course, the the big the big one is at the end. But unfortunately, his was through TV. But I still caught it though when I watched the film, and uh, and I did like that in regards to the movie, which I will talk about later. But I just want to briefly say that what I really respected of the film, even though it was a comedy, and most of these movies really kind of piss all over the source material they did kind of respect the fans and kind of pay tribute and honor the fans by giving them these cameos from the characters and i thought that was brilliant yeah i agree man i agree that's what made it really good yeah so the captain now the original captain was only in six episodes which was uh captain richard jenko now wasn't he killed by a drunk driver I believe so, man, and he was really bad. Yeah, he was horrible, but... The he main... was this old, burned-out hippie. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just couldn't get behind that character. I'm glad he was gone because we got good old Stephen Williams, a.k.a. Captain Adam Fuller. And, uh, you know, for me, is a supernatural Rufus. It's great to see Rufus on there, but for me, he's always going to be the captain. Whenever I see him in Supernatural, I'm like, that's not Rufus. That's the captain, man. <laughs> so I love the captain, man. He's great because he is he's very cool, calm, and collective and serious, but he's just a cool cat overall. I always really love this character. I mean, he is kind of he's kind of the father figure. Yeah. You know, and he as his character progresses through the series, you know, he starts to gain trust with the with his officers, they trust him, and he starts. He's one of those guys that you that just, you know, he could be busted on them when they screw up, you know, and they make bonehead mistakes or whatever. But he he covers for him. He takes the heat for him a lot of times. You know, he backs him and says, "Look, I'll I'll call in a favor uptown. Just make this happen." You know, and and just really the father figure for all these, you know, young kids. Yep. And I always thought he was just so cool. Like, man, that guy's just smart. He's cool. He's not, you know, he's, he's, it was just, it was a great character as a, uh, instead of your, I mean, a lot of the police shows, the, the captain or the police sergeant is just real cookie cutter, stereotypical guy. Yeah. And, and this guy actually had, was a character, had actual depth to him. Yep, exactly. Uh, so what do you think of, uh, Sal Blowfish, uh, Benduco or. Yeah. I mean, I, all I really remember him is kind of doing his Blowfish gimmick. Yeah. On the glass all the time. Yeah. Um, but but the next character, which I really enjoy, and some people hated because they thought it was the, supposed to... He, I guess, was supposed to be the Johnny Depp replacement. But that's Richard Grieco is Dennis mm -hmm. Booker. Um, number one, I'm a humongous fan of Richard Grieco because I love the movie of Looks Could Kill. That is an amazing, super fun, if you will, guilty pleasure. Uh, all right. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What's up? You are you are the only person that I've ever heard say I'm a huge fan of Richard Grieco. It's true. <laughs> I love it. I'm cool. <laughs> I 
I have I have no opinion about Richard Grieco, so I'm glad you do. Yes, uh, I uh, I became a fan when I watched the show uh, Booker because he got a spinoff show. Right. Uh, which there's actually some DVD difficulties because there's a crossover episode which kind of doesn't hit all the I believe it's missing in the whole series whatever but uh, I really enjoyed his uh, his it was take place in Chicago which was awesome and he had some really awesome cases and it made me go back and really enjoy his character and then when he made the movie if looks could kill which if, if you, do you know what this movie is or no I, you know, it kind of rings a bell, but I'm, I'm I okay. can't bring it up in my head. In this movie, he plays Michael Corbin, and what he is, he's, uh, he's a, he's a teenage, he's gr- graduating high school, but he missed his French class too many times because he was partying, so he got a, he was not going to get his diploma unless he went to summer school. However, summer school was taking place in France, so the parents had to pay for him to go to France if he wanted to graduate. Well, at the same time, there's a spy named Michael Corbin and Linda Hunt, which Linda Hunt would be from NCIS, uh, Kindergarten Cop, you know, the principal, this real small lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's one of the main bad guys in the film. But anyways, they kill Michael Corbin, and he's at the airport the same time that the spy is. So they basically kill... They kill the spy, but they think that the the youth Michael Corbin is the real spy. So he gets the whole James Bond thing. He gets the the gadgets, the cool car. Uh, he basically goes along for the ride, and he's got to save basically this whole like uh, espionage thing that's going to happen just by being a kid and just going along with the flow. He's got like these sneakers that go up walls. He's got gum that blows up. He's got a Ferrari that has like these kit abilities. It's just a super fun uh, hmm. James, James Bond movie for teenagers. Interesting. It's flipping amazing. And I've been dying to cover it on STL. I've just never got around to it. And I love Richard Grieco because of this movie. It's just it's so good. And the soundtrack is amazing. It's just a it's just a very underappreciated film. So I'm a huge fan of Richard Grieco. Now, granted, he's done a lot of sex movies, so I kind of skipped that whole uh, line of films because that's kind of all he could get at the time. But uh, during this period, man, it was good times. I see. I'll, I, I remember I remember him from this. I remember him from Booker. And then I never saw him again. And then I the next time I saw him was in. Uh, Night at the Roxbury, where he plays Richard Grieco. Okay. I was like, hey, there's Richard Grieco. I haven't seen you in a long time. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure if Looks Could Kill is all over YouTube. So we could probably piece it together and you could watch it. And I think you'll seriously add it to your guilty pleasures list because it's just a super fun film. So Very good. I'll good, check it out. Good time. So then we have... Uh, we have a few officers that made it in the 1990s, uh, kind of as the, the, you know, our main cast is obviously getting older in the face. It's a lot harder to prove that you're high school students, so they kind of wanted to bring in some fresh blood. One of we them. Got, we got my, we, hold on, we got my favorite, my favorite secondary guy you're talking about. I, I hope we're going to bring him up. We're talking about Michael DeLuise, right? There he is. Yep, yep. I love this guy. And he was such a jerk off in movies, man. Remember in Encino Man? Mm-hmm. He's like the, oh, it's like, dude, you're so, you're the brother. You're supposed to be a good guy, but you're so good at being bad. I love it. Uh, I love, yeah, he was great, man. I love Michael DeLuise, man. Some good times. I thought the DeLuise brothers were going to take over Hollywood at the time, man. I thought they were going to carry on the DeLuise name, and uh, I was wrong. You thought they'd be the new Baldwins, huh? 
I thought, you know, I thought they're going to take their daddy's name, take Dom DeLuise, and just another generation. And, yeah, it's going to be a Baldwin family. It's going to be great. DeLuise is just ruling Hollywood. Yep. Uh, so I lost a lot of money on that bet. <laughs> you did, man. <laughs> and uh, his character was Joey. Uh, he was only in it for a year, though. So Joseph uh, Joey Penhall. So, and it's cool that he played the brother, man. I mean, it, obviously, they look very much alike. So they could have been stupid and, you know, kind of said, oh, no, we're not brothers. But I, <laughs> I, I definitely dig it, man. He was he was great. And then we had Officer Anthony Mack McCain. Does that guy ring a bell to you? No, I don't. I, I can't even place that. Yeah. So let's just call it a day for those characters. Those yeah. that, That's our, our main bread and butter of characters. Those are the ones you need to care about. Um, and uh, so, yeah, good stuff. Now, originally, uh, Jeff Yeager was originally cast as Officer Tom Hansen, the pilot, but he actually got replaced uh, during filming. So, of course, Johnny Depp, you know, did all the reshoots and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, let's get to the guest stars because we had a lot of flipping guest stars on this Holy show. cow, you're not kidding, man. All right, so we had Dom DeLuise, good old dad. Of course. Uh, we had Josh Brolin. Can you believe that? I, I don't remember him in this. Yeah. Bridget Fonda. Mm-hmm. Jada Pickett Smith, which at the time would have been Jada Pickett. Yeah. We had Brad Pitt. That was probably the most famous one out of all this crew. Um, that that's actually one of the highest rated. If you go to YouTube, type in the best of Twenty One Jump Street, you'll see the Brad Pitt part kind of high up on the list. Yep. We had some Vince Vaughn. We had some Blair Underwood, John Waters, uh, Rosie Perez. Unfortunately, um, we had some Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Love this guy. Yeah. Mario Van Peebles. We had yeah. Christina Applegate, which of course you're on the same network. We had some Pauly Shore, which I think Pauly Shore with the whole Encino Man fame, but I'm I'm pretty sure Encino Man happened way after this film. Yeah, Encino Man was way after because this was I I just rewatched actually just happened to watch the episode with Pauly Shore and uh, yeah I think that was the second season. It was pretty early on. He was pretty young looking and uh, he was with one of the other guest stars we have coming up. Both of them looked pretty young. Do you know I can do that whole table scene in Encino Man? From Polly. You know what? I that is a skill I did not know you possessed. It go, all right. So they're at the table and he goes, If I'm wheezing off your grindage, just chill, because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen in my pad, I go grind over there. So don't snatch my gig so hardcore, Cruster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We got this recorded. Yeah, we got That just happened. That's Polly Short for you, coming from as soon as good times. I could do more of Polly Short, but and I could actually do it in the voice too, but I need to have my tight pants on and pull that off. then we had uh, the other Deloise brother. We had some David Deloise. That was uh-huh. uh Bradley Gregg. That I don't know who that guy is. I think was Bradley Gregg um I think he was the first the second Rusty in uh vacation movies the european vacation i think bradley Gregg was that rusty because i saw him in he's in, in one of these episodes he's in the explorers all right uh he's in uh stand by me explorers nightmare on elm street three indiana jones and the last crusade hmm. so i don't know it's not ringing a bell man i know right. people are yelling at us right now it's okay right uh jason Priestley. yeah he was in the Polly shore episode i was like bang we're just getting all these superstars yep we had some sarah buxton we had some David Paymer, and then, of course, good old B. Flick, Shannon Tweed. <laughs> Skinamax's own Shannon Tweed. 
<laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, so yeah, man, let's talk about uh, season four. So season four was the last season to air on the Fox network. Mm-hmm. Um, in the commentary of the season five DVD set, uh, Peter talks about how Fox decided they wanted to cancel the show after season four because the ratings had fallen below set limit. And uh, But, of course, this was a time where you still got full seasons, man. It wasn't just, you know, cut, cut and stuff. Right. Uh, but it, that's also at the time, though, that Johnny Depp and Dustin left the show. And, uh, you know, the departure of the characters was never explained. So did that annoy you? I mean, I don't know if you've gotten because I know you only have so many seasons. But have you gotten to the point where Johnny Depp and uh, and Peter have left the show? Yeah, no, I mean, I remember this vividly because I did watch this every single week. Um, and I do I do remember like what what's going on? Yeah, like. They, yeah, I know you're bringing in some people, but it's like, what happened to the guys I like? Now, of course, in the movie, it was very cool that they explained that whole situation. I mean, I thought that was really cool that they took time in the movie, gave you five minutes, and wrapped up the whole se- the whole series for you. I mean, how yeah. cool was that? Yeah. That was great. It's like you got the answers you were always wanting for. You know, you were always waiting. Twenty years later, here you go. <laughs> hey, better late than never, right? True enough. But uh, essentially, um, you know, spoiler alert for the movie, you find out that uh, Johnny Depp's character was transferred to the DEA and then uh, Penn Hall later joined them. And then they they were pick, taking on the big guys ever since. So the McQuaid brothers reunite. Exactly. And uh, then, of course, uh, the one I was telling you about with Booker, um, there's this episode. It's called Wheels and Deals Part One. Uh, it's part of the 21 Jump Street syndicated package. Uh, and it's supposed to be on the fourth season DVD set, but mm. I guess there's some discrepancy if it's actually there or not. So I don't know. But yeah, man, that's kind of when things started going down the toilet, as I guess most shows do. Uh, so for you, what do you think peak-wise? You think the show peaked at uh, season three, or do you think there was still some good stuff in season four and five? Um, no, yeah, I mean, I think its peak was definitely three. I think that's where. Because they did, when you got into four, into five, I thought that you did start to get some diminishing results as far as storylines go. I mean, when, you, when you're burning through all these things, there's only so many storylines you can force into a high school situation. Yeah. And so, I mean, I thought, you know, season two and three especially were just off the wall. And yeah, I mean, then it kind of, I think it started to kind of dip a little bit and, and it, you know, and Johnny Depp's star was really rising at this point. Yeah. And so the show became the Johnny Depp show more towards the end. So what would you say, uh, would you recommend to the fans out there, if you really wanted to do a rewatch of 21 Jump Street, watch season one, two, three, and then the movie? Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, in season one, like we said, you know, you have the. I mean, from the pilot through episode six, you it, it's a it's a different show with the different captain in there. Yeah, and just it is different. I mean, once the whole cast gets together, in the middle of season one, that's where I think the show takes off. That's right. That's yeah. That's the beginning of it for me. Yeah, definitely. I now there is one episode that is stuck with me ever since I saw it. I'm sure this is going to hit you. When I think of 21 Jump Street, I think of this vividly. And I don't know why this show has always been, this particular episode has always been embedded in my brain, in my heart. 
It's the episode where Johnny Depp and his girlfriend, they go to, I believe it's uh, nighttime, and they go shopping real quick. A guy comes in and and kills her. And mm-hmm. he's in major depression. He rewinds the tape over and over and over and to the second tries to replay if he could take the place. Like, I had a quarter of a second to get over there and take the bullet. I mean, that particular episode was just so, I don't know why, but to this day, the first thought comes to my mind besides the theme song is that episode where his girlfriend gets killed in the convenience store. And yeah, I, I, I remember that. And it's done in slow motion. And I just remember the previews, like, I was like, oh, man, that's going to be crazy. And then just seeing just the deep depression that he got in and just torturing himself by watching it over and over and just watching the murder happen over and over and over. I don't know what it is with that particular episode, but that's the one that stuck the most with me through all these years. Is mm. I don't know what it is, man. It's just there's something about that episode that is just so, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just so it's just very impactful. I don't know what No, yeah, exactly. And it and it was. And it was. And you know, sometimes you just have for some reason that place, that time, whatever it is, a certain episode sticks with you. I mean, I have one of the episodes that for some reason always stuck with me, and it's not even a good episode really, and it is one of the later episodes. Um, but for some reason it's just kind of always one that I remember vividly is um the one from season five where where um, Holly Robinson's character gets she fails a drug test. They like pull her hair and test her hair and find out that she's doing drugs and she gets suspended from Jump Street and all this. And it was so melodramatic. Wow. It's so crazy. But for some reason, I always remember that one. Like, oh, they can test hair. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I was just talking about that in my Point Break episode about the whole, during the remake, you're going to have to change that whole hair aspect because of DNA technology now. Because yep. back in 91, there really wasn't a such thing as DNA thing. It was like, oh, we got a hair, and we found what beach it's on, but we can't trace it to a person yet, you know? So it's like, remaking-wise, you're going to have to to change that whole aspect. But yeah, that's kind of, that, that's good because she was such a, I don't want to say innocent character, but she was the goody-goody out of the group. Yeah, the goody-goody. So when something like this happens, I could see why that would resonate with you and mm-hmm. kind of stick with you. So, yeah, good stuff, man. Um, so let's talk about the movie uh, because of the fact of I was very skeptic of this movie for a couple of reasons. Your boy, Channing Tatum, <laughs> the first thing, uh, was in this film, Jonah Hill. Now, I, I do enjoy Superbad. I mean, the biggest part would probably be because Emma Stone's in it, of course. But I recognize the ridiculous amount of over-the-top, gross-out humor that happened in that. And that just proceeded to be the – I mean, comedies kind of have just gone down the toilet. So needless to say, I was very skeptic because I'm like, this is what my favorite cop show. You're making a movie, and it's a comedy. You're crapping all over it. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, ooh. This could actually be somewhat good. I was like, I don't know if I want to like this. And I got pleasantly surprised when I watched the film because, uh, yeah, there was some gross-out humor, but it was very low-key compared to 99% of the comedies that have come out in the past seven years. Uh, what are your thoughts? When you, know, when, you go, when you first went into this, what were you, what were you thinking? All right, man. I mean, I remember, I remember vividly seeing the uh, first trailer for this, and my uh, 
my co-host over at Movie Mojo Monthly, Brian, and I were sitting in the theater. We saw the trailer and looked at each other like, no, no flipping way, dude. <laughs> like, forget it. This looks ridiculous. I, you know, yeah. Anyone who knows me knows what I think about Channing Tatum. And I do like Jonah Hill, but at this point, I'd kind of gotten a little too much of him. And so I was like, oh, you know, I liked a young, fat Jonah Hill. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, I, um, yeah, I mean, I see it. I'm like, this is not 21 Jump Street. This is ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not watching it. Forget it. And it wasn't until I had a friend of mine who went and saw it and came back and was like, no, seriously, dude, you're going to like it. And I'm like, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. And he's like, just, just, you're going to like it. It's better than you think. And then I saw a review come out from Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert comes out and says, I can't believe I like this, but I love this movie. And I'm like, Roger Ebert likes this Channing Tatum movie? I'll go check it out. <laughs> right? And it was, I loved it. I really, it was the biggest surprise probably of the year for me. It was absolutely not anything I, I was expecting. And uh, the thing I really enjoyed about it is they treated the show with enough reverence. I mean, there was the nostalgia of the show, but it was, you know, updated. Yeah. But they, they, they didn't crap all over the show. They didn't. They didn't make their jokes at the at the show's expense. Right. They treated it respectfully, at least, and by bringing in the cameos and all the things and little nods, the church and the little things that they tried to do to not just be like, you know, ah, wasn't that something stupid back then? This is way better, you know. Right. Exactly. So I really appreciated that. And it was funny, and uh, I like the Channing Tatum movie. So there you go. Yeah, I I think that's my biggest reason of why I like this movie is the fact of. I felt that this paid um, it 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 respected its source material. It uh, treated the fans with the cameos. It kind of showed respect, and as you said, it didn't crap all over it. And I think that's why I enjoyed it and respected it so much. I you know it was cool. I laughed a lot, uh, and I liked the fact that there was some very funny scenes in it. But I just liked the fact of that it really was respectful to the to 90 percent of the source material you know i mean of course there was a some party and and sex stuff and and i mean the f-bomb definitely got dropped like uh, way more than it should have in the it's film. a jonah hill jonah hill's in the movie that's gonna happen right but overall though it's the it's probably the movie my favorite uh television to movie their you know experience you know because like dukes it's a hard transfer to make man it's been done poorly over the last few years especially i can't think of one that i've liked you know as much as i like the dukes the hazard general lee stuff i don't dig the rest of the film i'll watch the general lee stuff and that's it you know it's just uh you know uh what is it charlie's angels starsky and hutch yeah it just that's why i'm i don't want a knight rider movie i do not want it. You know, people are like, you don't You're not going to make it better than the show was. Right. And that's why I'm like, okay, you know, 21 Jump Street is the exception to the rule. So, and I'm excited to see what they do in the sequel, man. I really am. So, mm-hmm. so it's good stuff, man. So I, I think that covers it for 21 Jump Street. I mean, do you have anything else that you want to say about 21 Jump Street before we roll into what the channel surfers have to say? No, man. I'm I'm excited to hear what all the what all the uh, channel surfers have for us. All right, good deal. So let's get into what the channel surfers have to say. This is the slam. This is the one. We gonna do it like an eight bit number four. This is the slam. This is the one. We gonna do it like an eight bit number four. This is the slam. This is the one. We gonna do it like an eight bit number four. 
All right, so we got some we got some good stuff, sir. So our first one comes from uh, John the mail uh, John not John the mailman get John the, right. John the music man. Get it right, I know. Uh, he's like, hello, gentlemen. Let's talk some Twenty One Jump Street. This show was great. It's when I was first introduced in the Johnny Depp, and he was normal. Uh, as well, his partner. I always enjoyed Pierre Deluise in the show. It was also a good show, and it didn't matter if you missed an episode. You could just tune in and enjoy, which that is actually a very valid point. It was one of those shows that you could jump in at any point, and you really could go along with it. And I mean, it's not like there was a humongous story arc that you really had to worry about, unlike today's TV. Right, right. You know, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. And he said, uh, as well, it had the great theme song. Down on Jump Street. <laughs> don't get don't get me singing, man. Oh man. And, and you know, man, once you hear the you know, when you listen back and you hear the theme song, you know you're gonna be like, Okay, I gotta rewind that. I, I gotta know, I'm in for it. I gotta rewind that. So and that's from John the Music Man. So thank you, sir, for writing thank in. Thank you. As always. So all right, we got our original emailer, Tawana Divers Williams, writes in, and uh, she goes, What is up, Masunis, Jameson, and the Channel Surfing crew? I really enjoyed the last episode about a living color, so great job there. You guys have a really easy chemistry that is very entertaining and enjoyable to listen to, so keep up the great work. Oh, thank you. That's Isn't, nice. Yeah, that's great. And wait till you hear her iTunes review, sir. I mean, she did an amazing iTunes review along with everybody else. So we'll get to the iTunes review in a minute. But here's what she had to say about 21 Jump Street. Unfortunately, I'm not going to have too much to say in regards to 21 Jump Street, except that it was one of my favorite TV shows growing up, although I can't quite remember why specifically. I suspect it much has to do with my infatuation with fellow native Floridan Johnny Depp. I'd I'm I'd blech. I'd be really interested to know if it holds up to me on just that alone. Uh, regardless, I have always dug the premise of the show with the older undercover uh, masquerading as high school students. It was very appealing to me at the time it was on, um, but I'm sure the recent 21 Jump Street uh, movie poked much fun at that aspect. I haven't seen it yet, but after hearing the review from Masunis and others, I will definitely check it out. Well. I know we said spoiler alert, and just <laughs> the stuff that we said isn't going to spoil the movie experience for you. I think if going in knowing that, I think you'll enjoy it even more. Um, but don't go in there expecting it to happen right away, or don't expect it to happen where it's going to be a long, you know, they're going to be on camera for a long time because it's cameos. That's what cameos are. They're there for a short period of time. But you have to really pay attention because I admit. When I first saw it, I missed Holly. I did. I totally did not know that was her until after the movie was over. How about you? Did you did you catch her the first time around? I did. I I actually, yeah. I I caught him as soon as I saw her. Then I started looking for the other ones. I'm like, all right, there's got to be more coming in. Okay. You know, if they got her, I hope they got them all. You know, so. But yeah, I don't think even having that spoiled, I that you can still enjoy the movie. I mean, that's just a, a minute part of the movie. Right. And uh, we won't I mean, we didn't actually say we didn't really talk about what happens with, you know, Johnny Depp and stuff. So we'll we'll let you experience that on on your own. So good stuff. And she says, and I think it goes without saying that I absolutely love the 21 Jump Street theme song. Obviously, uh, it's very uh, mem- memorable. I can't memorable. Memorable. Thank you. I need to go back to school, man. I'll tell you. I'm having one of those days. It's been a rough week. 
And, Indeed. And rocking. So love it. Love it. Love it. That's really all I have to say. Until next time, see you online. Take care. Tawana Divers City Williams. So thank you so much for writing in. Always a good Thank you. All right. So our last email comes from somebody named Anonymous. It says, hi, guys. I really enjoy listening to your first episode. Masunis, your co-host with the sultry voice was great. I look forward to future episodes. Kelp it up because they can't say keep. Kelp it up. Anonymous. <laughs> wow. That is sultry voice. I appreciate that. That's oh, uh, very nice. You you got a you got a lover over there, man, online somewhere. I don't know, man. We, yeah, this, this is anonymous. I like it. You better tell your wife to watch out, man. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. So let's go to iTunes, sir, because we got we got some iTunes reviews, which in one month, we've already had 157 downloads of episode one. So Very nice. That's amazing. So thank you to everybody that's checked this out. And uh, hope, I'm just I can't thank you guys enough. You guys, you guys are the best. So let's go to the first review. And this one says, great show. Comes from Grumpy76. I really enjoyed the first episode. I have been a big fan of Masunis. Um, I've been a big fan of shows Masunis does at Sweep Delay Podcast and A Shadowy Flight. And Jameson is a great guy. So having them two together is just gold. They are super funny, easy chemistry, and looking forward to the shows that they will be covering on the show. As the other reviews said, they are having fun and don't claim to know everything, which is great when a lot of podcasts out there do. So it's refreshing to hear two people getting together and talk about memory lane and bringing you on the ride. Five-star podcast. I love the intro, the sound clips, and who doesn't love to be called a channel surfer? Keep up the great work, guys. So Wow. That's a heck of a review. That's a good one. All right. Uh, our next one comes from, um, this is from Tawana. And she said, and her title is, Take It From Me, It's All Right To Be. She says, Changing Channels. Subscribe to this wonderful podcast. The hosts are energetic, experienced, and have entertaining views on my favorite TV shows from the past and present. They may mess up the info sometimes, like mixing up Kelly Caulfield with Kim Coles on a living. Oops. Yeah, it's my fault. I caught I caught that too, yeah. Yeah, or stumbling over Rizzoli and Izell. I still can't say it. <laughs> People are yelling, laugh out loud. But it's all good and part of their unique charm. They don't claim to be experts, but just set out to have some fun while talk while taking the audience along for the ride. I watch an obscene amount of TV, so I look forward to more quote-unquote channel surfing with them. This podcast gets the full five-star rating in spite of some minor issues with the audio, which is true the first episode. Uh, we went a little bit in and out, but hopefully this episode, that is fixed. If it isn't, we will continue to work on that because sometimes... Fingers crossed, man. And... and uh, with the audio, uh, and she says, despite the minor issues with the audio, because I'm sure it will be resolved, keep up the great work, fellas, and I will be listening. Diversity. So thank you so much, Tawana, for writing in. That was flipping awesome. Great review. All right, our next one. This one I know because I know from the names who it is. This one is from John the Music Man. He said, this is a great podcast and will review that will review different TV shows. And Living Color brought back a lot of fun memories, a lot of energy on the show. A must listen. Five stars. podcast. And our last one comes from Cheerful Charlie. He said, this show rocks. Another five stars. This show really rocks. The hosts really sound like they're having fun and it is infectious. 
Been listening to Mike Mac Masunas for some time, and he really brings the fun, and his co-host Jameson really brings the fun as well. And four out of four listeners found that to be helpful, along with everybody else, man. So it's really cool. And what's even better, if you go on iTunes, sir, it says listeners also subscribed. We got Sweep the Leg and Movie Mojo Monthly there, man. There you go. And then if you check, check them all out. Yeah, if you click on Movie Mojo Monthly, guess where? Uh, guess what? This show is after the Beauty and the Beast podcast. What? Yeah. Well, it says listeners also subscribe to Arrowcast, the Touch podcast. Oh, those are all yeah, because those are all DVMPE like I am. Yeah. The only one that isn't DVM is changing channels. So very good. So obviously we got some Movie Mojo monthly listeners. So thank you so much for checking out the show. Good stuff. But yeah, up on the if you go to Changing Channels, it's we got Sweep the Leg, Movie Mojo Monthly, Film and Focus, Flicks, The Shadowy Flight, Modern Myth Media, Batman on Film, Geek Out Loud, Yeah, It's That Bad, and Starkville's House of L. Those are all the ones that our listeners have subscribed Those to. Those are all great podcasts right there. Every one of them. No, I am I am very honored to be affiliated with these uh with these listeners subscribe to. So Good stuff, man. So that is what our listeners had to say, man. So thank you, everybody that wrote in. Amazing. You guys, second episode, and you already killed it in emails and reviews. So please go to iTunes and uh, and rate the show. We got six ratings, currently at five stars. Dude, somebody on Sweep the Leg gave me one star. Can you believe that? Dirtbags. Jerk. (laughs) (laughs) So let's hope we don't get any on that, but... If, if they do, you would at least hope they give you some constructive criticism, right? Right, exactly. But you're lucky, sir. Your, your, your show's all good. So what is up with uh, with your show, sir? What can we expect? Well, our last episode we had, we had two come out kind of bang, bang in a row uh, at the end of last month, beginning of this month. Our last one was a really fun episode. It was our top 10 favorite action movies of all time. And uh, we kind of ran down our list. We ran down a couple of your lists. Um you were rough on me, man. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sorry. I uh, I speak from the heart. It's all with love, but you had some rough choices on there, brother. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of us, man. We, For the most part, we're 90% in agreement, and that other 10%, speaking of which, we need to have a fight, man. All right, pull out your... All right, fight, fight. Let's do it. Pull out, let's, let's do the McQuay brothers, because I'm going <laughs> to smack you up in the head. All right. What is your deal by saying that The Cabin in the Woods is not a horror film? What the heck are you thinking? My wife screamed 12 times. In- That's not a horror movie. What is your problem? How is that not a horror movie? Are you crazy? What part of it isn't horror? I mean, yeah, it was funny. That whole movie was flipping scary, man. What is up with this? I, I don't know. I didn't. When I walked out of there, I didn't think it was a horror movie. I was like, that was a cool movie. But- I love the movie. Love it. Oh. I just didn't think it was a true horror movie. You know, I don't know. I guess it is kind of scary. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, the ending alone, the special effects are mind-blowing. Oh, it's great. It's great. I mean, I didn't want to tell anybody anything about this movie. Just, I just, everyone I talked to said, just go see it. I just, just don't ask me about it. That was our review on Movie Mojo was, just go see it. I, I can't tell you anything about this movie. Right. Well, I when I listened to you before I watched the film, you said if you go on expecting a horror movie, you'll be disappointed. So I'm like, okay, 
you're like in the middle, there's a twist. So I figured by in the middle, this is going to turn into a comedy. Cause like the first, like, you know, it was a little bit slow, but once they got in the, you know, once they got in the van and took off, things started getting rolling and I was like, okay, this is good. My wife jumped a few times and she hasn't jumped in a long time. So I was waiting for this. Okay. Where's this twist? Is it going to turn into a comedy? I laughed, especially at things you shouldn't laugh at. So, I, mm-hmm. and then it got scarier and scarier and scarier. It's like, what, what is wrong with Jameson? So by the end of it, I was on my toes, especially with the ending. I was like, no way. I we're gonna we need the box. So I'm coming down to Wisconsin, putting on you're gonna knock me out easily, but it, I, hey, I don't think it's a horror movie. That's just what I think. I, let the listeners decide. Listeners decide. There you go. But anyways, uh so yeah. That's a great flick. Definitely, definitely recommend Cabin in the Woods. It's some good stuff. Definitely go check it out, man. You know, like you say. We don't always agree, right? I mean, you're, you're, our lists proved that on, on, on the last episode there. So yeah, I admit you did have some, uh, you did have some really good ones. Um, I mean, I obviously give Die Hard by far the respect that it deserves. I don't deny. I I can't argue with you for putting Die Hard as number one. But you guys give me crap for picking Commando. I mean, it's not like it's the stupidest choice in the whole entire world, man. I'm just going off. No, of- no, no. I just no. It isn't, but it is like my fifth favorite Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> the the no the movie that I gave you the crap over was Eraser. Oh, I know. I was like, okay. So I I'll admit I haven't watched it in a long time. I'm going off of good memories, so I will watch it. And I'll. You know what? You had it in your top ten movies. Don't rewatch it. Just uh, take that hint. <laughs> Just re- remember it fondly, because if you rewatch it, it won't be on that list anymore. Very cool. So I am excited, sir, when uh, when you get some episodes rolling out. We, we should have a new one soon. Uh, you know, I got some breaking news while we were recording, so we're gonna be recording a, uh, another episode late late tonight. So hopefully it'll be coming out soon. Good good deal. I am looking forward to it. And the voting has officially started on STL. It's been great. The first one was Point Break, and uh, Airheads will be coming out uh, this week. But the- I love Airheads, man. I'm excited for that one. I am too. And the big thing is, is uh, the thing that I was most shocked of is I, I did the STL Underground Hour and the response has been enormously positive. People are loving it. And uh, I'm very excited. A new Underground episode will be coming out soon. I don't know if you checked that out yet, sir. I did. I actually checked it out today. I had some time finally to uh, catch up on some podcasts. So very well, very well done. Nice job, my man. You, I, I like the whole concept, you know, I kind of want to make it a whole pump up the volume radio type feel, you know, and I already got some music requests. So uh, it's going to be kind of less talking, more music, and I can definitely fit my five songs in there, fit an STL song in there, and then close out the show with a classic song that doesn't need to be announced who it is or the name of the song because everybody knows what it is. That's kind of the format I'm going with. And maybe if you want to email in like a story or just something random doesn't have to be movie or music. We can do that too, and just you know, kind of make it as radioist as possible. You know, I thought it was kind of cool. You know, it's just something that was a bonus episode. I wanted to test the waters, and immediately it was like, I love it. it give me more, give me more. I was like, because they're easy to record, easy to put up. So I was like, hey, you could have two STL episodes in a week. I'm like, that's awesome. So that's yeah, man. It's not like there's uh, not like we don't have enough good music. You know, you can always fill it up. Yeah, you always fill it up. So yeah, that uh, that's it for STL. Go check out the Shadowy Flight. I just did another episode for that. And Jason, uh, he just had some really good episodes put up, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Did uh, the film and focus Kung Fu flicks, man? That was some good times. Did you hear that episode yet? 
I did, man. I listened to that the other day. Very good episode. Yeah, good stuff. And then uh, some more Flicks episodes should be coming out. And uh, I finally got a car for those people. Uh, you know, you guys heard my story. Uh, it was kind of weird, dude. It was on Saturday. And my father-in-law just calls me up and he's like, how bad do you want a car? I'm like, obviously. He's like, yeah, we got a 2000 here. My prior car was 94. Uh, he's like, you know, it's got leather seats. I'm like, you know, he's telling me all these features. I'm like, that's great, but does it work? He's like, yeah, I test drove it and it works good. It's he only wants 2,400 bucks and I paid 1,200 for my last one. And, uh, you know, within a couple of, a uh, couple of, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes I had the car. The problem is I don't have the money for the title tax and license. So it's sitting in front of my house and I'm driving my wife's car cause I need to get paid. So I have a car, it's sitting in front of my house, and I can't use it. It sucks. Look, there's plenty of cars out there that have two license plates on them. They don't need both of them. You could use one and slap it on there, right? Is that wrong? No, it's all good, right? <laughs> I don't see. I don't think it's a problem. It's not illegal or anything. I put my old plates on it, but you know, it's just hopefully the cop doesn't, uh, you know, run the plates or anything like that. So, but. <laughs> It's coming Friday, so I'm excited. So, so yeah, that, that's it. I did get a car. It's good stuff. So, the next episode of Changing Channels. Uh, are we doing that cartoon that we were talking about, sir? Yeah, man. I was thinking about it today. I, I, I'm assuming we're on. All right. So, our next episode is going to be on Thundercats. Yes, Thundercats. <laughs> love Thundercats. Thundercats Ho. Love the theme song. It's my favorite cartoon of all time. Love. I love, love, love Thundercats. And uh, and I asked you if you wanted to cover it, and you said yeah. So I'm pumped, man. I'm excited for it, man. Yeah, when when we were kind of batting around ideas, uh, Thundercats came up. I'm like, definitely, I'm in. Good good deal, man. I am I am pumped. So that will be our next episode. That will obviously be in October sometime. Uh, I'm gonna be kind of busy in October with the whole uh, Halloween fest, but we are doing Zombie Land together. So Heck yeah gonna be phenomenal i mean it's gonna be so phenomenal we're gonna break record break you know we're gonna break sir just most downloads ever i don't know we're gonna break the thing that holds the record breakers that's what we're gonna do exactly it's gonna be if you think changing channels is epic you ain't heard nothing yet it's, it's gonna be like one of those 80s movies where the kids are playing the uh, video game machine when they break the record the screen explodes and it's just shatter showers of sparks that's what's gonna happen it's true. So uh, in October, you'll you'll get to hear us twice. You'll get to hear some Zombie Land. You'll get to hear some Thundercats. And I don't know. Sometimes Jameson comes knock on my door and says, "Hey, I need to be on this episode of STL." He was supposed to be on Fly the Navigator, but unfortunately couldn't come to that episode. So you get- yeah, man, I really want to because I love that show. But you did a great job with it, sir. I I was hoping so. And, and Tawana bought the wrong movie and she's like i better like this movie because i bought the wrong movie and i've never heard flight navigator and she loved it she she absolutely loved it and i was like wasn't it worth it and she said yeah so that was the greatest reward i could have gotten from that episode is i got a new fan to love flight of the navigator my kids have watched it i don't know five times in the past two weeks already (laughs) yeah my kids love it too man that was the thing i I introduced it to them earlier this summer and they were kind of skeptical at first you know and it kind of you know is kind of dated in the beginning obviously and man by the end there they were quoting it they were loving it uh especially the little guy man the little yeah love that guy man good stuff all right sir well i think that covers our announcements don't forget to check out the email address it's uh ccpodcast1 at gmail.com uh hopefully you'll get another anonymous man that anonymous seems like yeah 
Um, oh, yeah, I'm really interested in this. iTunes, uh, please rate and review the show. We'd love to hear from you. We got some amazing reviews so far, so thank you all the fans out there. Uh, don't forget to go on Twitter at CC Podcast on Twitter. And then uh, don't forget to check out our group, the CC Channel Surfers, the CCP Channel Surfers. There you go. Good times. Pretty much anybody from the STL Nation is kind of switched over and went over there. So we got a lot of good TV uh, topics over there, and it's going to be some good times. And then, uh, so yeah, I think that does that cover everything, sir. Do we have anything else we need to? No, I think that's it, man. I love I love uh, the discussions going on on the on the boards. I love kind of going on there and messing with some people and kind of playing around. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I always call it boards because I'm so used to the old school message. <laughs> I'm not used to this whole group thing, so I always call it boards. And people are like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like. Oh, groups. I'm sorry. I'm used to message boards. I'm sorry. Yeah. Me, me too. Exactly. So yeah, check out our check out our groups, man. They're super fun. We got a lot of great great people, great fans. A lot of Anthony, the epic emailer, is always hilarious. He's got some great Robo Chicken stuff. He posts all the time. He's absolutely hilarious. And uh, we got a great fan base, and they're just a bunch of the nicest people in the world. So come check out our uh, our group over there, and we'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page. Uh, change the channels podcast www.facebook.com love to get some more fans up on there so so i guess that's about it sir there it is all right well we will catch you next month uh no idea when uh sometime in october but we will be back and when we do we will be talking some thundercats so send us any news reviews whatever you have tv related send it our way we'll discuss it in depth and then we'll talk some thundercats so so indeed Right, sir. Well, that's it. You guys take care. Masuna Sal.